1: Presents Hollywood. Lieber Brothers Company, the makers of Lux Toilet Soap, bring you the Lux Radio Theater, starring William Bendix with Rosemary DeCamp, Richard Long, and Meg Randall in The Life of Riley. Ladies and gentlemen, your producer, Mr. William Keeley.
0: Hollywood, ladies and gentlemen. During the so called good old days of the theater, plays sometimes ran for years, and actors were often completely identified with one role for most of their lives. The same is more or less true today in radio, and particularly so with that clever and lovable comedian, William Bendix, who has become identified with one, uh, Mr. Riley. Just as lovable, uh, but not as clever. Tonight's play, The Life of Riley was based on the famous radio series, and the Irving Brecker production for Universal International Studio was a great screen hit. In addition to Bill Bendix, we have Rosemary DeCamp, Richard Long, and Meg Randall, all from the original screencast. I know you'll be interested to hear that another of our Lux Girls has won new honors. I'm sure you remember Jackie Lee Barnes, the winner of the national contest for the most beautiful 15-year-old Lux girl. In the June issue of Modern Screen Magazine, she's been selected as America's Most Promising Teenage Beauty. And so, once again, our congratulations go to that lovely luxe girl, Jackie Lee Barnes of Albuquerque. Now, here's The Life of Riley, starring William Bendix as Riley, Rosemary DeCamp as Peg, Richard Long as Jeff, and Meg Randall as Babs, with John Brown as Digger Odell. <laughs> There's no doubt about it, America's the land of miracles, where dreams come true. Take that penniless farmer, Reuben Schiff. He discovered gold while plowing his field. Today, he's living the life of Riley. Or the starving Indian who drove a tent stake into the ground and struck oil. Today, he's living the life of Riley. And this is the story of Chester A. Riley, who is just living.
1: <laughs> you see what I mean, Riley? If you had money, we wouldn't have to walk home
2: from work. You could be driving me home in a swell car. Huh? Hey, You worry too much about money, Gillis. Money don't bring happiness. How would you know? You ain't never had none. Now take our boss, Prince. Yeah, Mr. Stevenson's okay, but I'd rather be just a riveter. If you're a big executive and you got a million bucks and houses and cars and a yacht and you croak, look at all the pleasure you're giving up. With us, we don't lose nothing.
3: <laughs>
2: okay, money's bad. I hate it. But what are you going to tell your wife when you get home with only five bucks in your pay envelope? My wife never dares to question me about money. (laughs) Besides, my peg knows I'm doing the best I can with the brains I got. Oh, she respects you, huh? My family looks up at me like I was a king. My home is my castle. Well, so long, Your Majesty. So long, Gillis. See you back in the shop on Monday.
3: Hiya, Subjects! Oh, hiya, Pop. Hello, Daddy.
2: Well, they remember me.
3: Riley, dear, you're home. You're tired, dear? Yeah,
2: but it's sure great to be home where nobody
3: nags at you. Hey, Pop, the landlady's looking for you. Hmm? Miss Bogle, the landlady. You gave Miss Bogle a July rent, didn't you, Riley? Oh,
2: sure I did. Dumplin', I paid the July rent last week. It's June she's after.
3: Huh? I mean, uh... But you got paid today at the plant. Oh,
2: yeah, sure.
3: Well, then go on out and... Riley, where's your pay envelope?
2: Oh, here it is, honey. There yeah. No, 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 Peg Don't look in there It's practically naked
3: Five dollars
2: Now, don't get excited, Peg I can explain everything
3: I'm listening Well, it's
2: like this You see that kid over there? You know, Junior
3: I've met the boy
2: Well, uh The, the braces for his teeth
3: But you paid for that Thirty dollars
2: Yeah, but it was the it was the balance Fifty dollars Here's the receipt
3: Balance? Yeah. You didn't tell me about any balance Well, I,
2: I didn't know, Peg I, I, I signed a contract That I, I couldn't read The fine print I, Peg, I need glasses
3: You need something. Five dollars. How am I going to run the house next week? And what about the electric bill? You know they threaten to turn off our lights. Well, we'll make out somehow.
2: Gee, you ought to be happy now that we own Junior outright. (laughs) Smile, Junior.
3: (laughs) Oh, Riley, if you don't let me handle the money. You
2: handled the money. A female woman handling the finances in my own house. Oh,
4: what's the use?
2: Well, I'll leave it to you kids. I bring home the pay envelope. Who ought to handle the money? Your mother or me? Mom. Who asked you? Go wash your hands. Work and slave for what? Nobody appreciates it.
3: Oh, of course we do, Daddy. It's not your fault you're caught in this trap. You're just an innocent victim of marriage. I am? Yes. To quote Professor Lipscott, why the average husband and father is an economic slave to family obligations. Now, if you'd stayed single, you might have had a wonderful career, like I'm going to have.
2: Fine career you'd have if I'd have stayed single. (laughs)
3: Sydney, who? I can't believe it's you, Sydney. It's been over ten years. Sydney Monaghan from Brooklyn. (laughs) Yeah, isn't it wonderful, Riley?
2: Wonderful. That foul ball from Field? Uh, Hang up, Peg. the, The coffee's boiling over in the kitchen.
3: I'm not making coffee. What did you say, Sydney? You mustn't say such things I'm an old married woman now <laughs> uh, Wait a minute Riley, I think the coffee's boiling over in the kitchen
2: You're not making coffee
3: Daddy, please, mother's trying to talk
2: Monaghan, that sponge I never had a quarter to his name I know, I tried to borrow from him <laughs> Give me that phone huh? Monaghan, this is Riley Yeah, Mr. Peg Riley, see So why don't you just I stole her away from you I'm an old horse thief, huh? Hold the phone Peggy just called you a horse. Huh? Well, she married the right guy, Monaghan. Yeah, sure, I'm doing all right. I'm knocking him dead, that's all. Yeah, sure, come on out. Come to dinner. Six o'clock, yeah. Yeah, goodbye.
3: You invited Sidney for dinner? You don't even like him.
2: Who don't like him? I despise him. When you see that sponger, you'll realize you didn't make no mistake marrying me.
3: Will you stop raving? Uh, oh, Babs, you better pick some flowers for the table. All right, Mother, but say, who is this Mr. Monaghan? Is he some old flame of yours?
2: Flame? I made a clinker out of him.
3: <laughs> a comedian yet?
2: Junior.
4: Oh, okay, Pop. Okay, I'll wash. Go ahead.
1: Oh, uh, excuse me. I, I see you're picking flowers, oh. and I...
3: Well, yes, I am picking flowers.
1: Only uh, you don't seem to have very many to pick.
3: Well, no, I guess I don't. Well,
1: that's, that's why I brought these from next door. Here, take them.
3: Why, these are Miss Bogle's.
1: Yes, they are, and I'm her nephew.
3: Miss Bogle's nephew from next door?
1: Yes, that's right. I just arrived this morning. My name's Jeff, Jeff Taylor.
3: But but Miss Bogle is our landlady.
1: Well, maybe the flowers weren't included in the lease, but won't you take them anyway?
3: Well, I certainly hope you enjoy your visit here, Mr. Taylor.
1: Well, I hope so, too. It's going to last four years.
3: Oh, did you say four years? Yes. Well, well, wouldn't you like to come up and sit for a while on the porch?
1: <laughs> Thanks. You see, I'll be going to college here.
3: Well, I'm going to college, too.
1: Well, I'm pre-med school.
3: Oh, you're going to be a doctor.
1: Well, let's just say I'm going to try to be one.
3: Oh, but that's wonderful. Well, what I mean is... Oh, so
1: this is what you're up to, young
3: man? Stay lady. there, Daddy. I'll be right in. Oh, you don't have
2: to worry, Babs. The landlady ain't anywhere in sight. I looked first. Daddy, well, this is... Oh, flowers. Uh, let's have them, honey. Oh, oh, hiya, son. You're new around here, are Uh, yeah, y- Yes, sir. I... Oh, flowers. That aroma has a wonderful odor.
1: <laughs> I... I... I just moved in today.
2: Yeah, Babs has got you hooked already, huh? ha, <laughs> ha. Please, Daddy. Mr. Taylor was merely... You know, babes, I like this one's face. Let's keep him for a couple of weeks.
3: (laughs) Father, sometimes you're, you're just impossible. Well, I was just...
1: Well... What do you suppose brought that on? Well, uh, i glad to have met you, Mr. Riley.
2: Oh, sure, any time. Hey, wait a minute. Yes, sir? Don't shortcut through there if that old witch
4: sees you. Good evening, Mr. Riley. (laughs) (laughs) Miss Miss Bogle. (laughs) Suppose we have a little talk about the June rent, Mr. Riley. Yes,
2: sure. I I, uh, I, I was bringing you these flowers, Miss Bogle.
4: (laughs) Flowers? Yes. For me? Oh, Mr. Riley. Oh. <laughs> Yellow chrysanthemums. Yes,
2: so. they bring out your complexion, oh, Miss Bogle.
4: Well, now about the rent. Oh, but I wouldn't think
2: of having you cancel the
4: rent. Neither would I. <laughs> but I guess there's no hurry. Why, these flowers are even nicer than the ones I... I... Uh, uh,
2: uh, now, Miss Bogle. You robber.
4: These are my chrysanthemums. You've stolen the flowers. Me?
2: No, I, I, my daughter. She's the robber. I was only the fence. <laughs> and
4: you keep your daughter away from my nephew. As for the rent, I'll give you one more week or else. Yeah,
2: but... Bats. Bats, where are you? Bats, don't you try to hide.
4: I'm not hiding,
3: Father, and I'm not a child, and I won't be embarrassed.
2: You're embarrassed. How do you think I felt getting caught with them hot flowers? <laughs> And that boy, the minute I saw him, I knew he was no good
3: But I never saw him before in my life And who says he's no good?
2: He's the landlady's nephew, and that's no good enough for me He's a spy from
3: the other side You shouldn't yell at her like that, Riley no. Hey, Mom, Mom, where's my piggy bank? Oh. oh, it's on the mantle, Junior I left it there when I was dusting you Just keep your eye on that bank when Monaghan gets here, son Sydney is not a thief Okay, but if that dough's
2: missing, this time I didn't take it
3: Holy cow, will you look at that? Look at what? Out in front, a brand new Lincoln convertible. And it's stopping here.
2: A new Lincoln in front of our house? It must have run out of gas. <laughs>
3: Riley! Riley, that's Sydney! Monahan? Yeah, and the lady's with him. Gosh, how rich is he? Oh, put on your coat, Riley. They're coming in. Oh.
1: I I tell you, Riley, I just can't figure it out. (laughs) Peggy married to you all these years and just as gorgeous as ever. Okay, Mm. okay, Monaghan.
2: You kissed her once.
1: Now lay off. Uh, (laughs) Oh, excuse me, honey. Uh, Folks, meet the bride. Meet Mrs. Monaghan.
3: Married? You? Oh, that's wonderful. Well, in fact, it's our anniversary, Mrs. Riley. A year ago today.
1: Yeah, that's how come the silver mink, Riley. Set me back five grand, but what's money if you're happy? Right,
4: Riley? (laughs)
2: Right. Right. I, I guess you're doing okay,
1: huh? me? What about you, Riley? I'm proud of you. Your own little home in California? <laughs> oh, it's a far cry from those four tiny rooms you had in that dump back in Brooklyn. Uh, yeah, we got five tiny rooms now. Well, <laughs> uh, glad to see you made good. You know, I, I bet you got plenty salted away, huh, Riley?
2: Well, yeah, we got a barrel of hurry in the cellar.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Say, what line are you in? Last I heard it was aircraft or something.
2: Yeah, that's right. I started with Stevenson Aircraft ten years ago. Just a Riveter. And today I'm still... <laughs> with the firm.
3: You uh, certainly have two
2: fine children, Junior and Babs. Oh, yeah, Babs is going to college, Mrs. Monaghan. And uh, she ain't one of them flighty kids, neither, always dancing and swooning.
3: <laughs> Take it easy, Daddy. But
2: like I said to her when she started college, Babs, I said, this is a big opportunity you got, so study hard, don't drink, don't smoke, don't neck, but have plenty of fun. <laughs>
3: quite the proud father, all right. Yes,
2: and why not? I got more than most, and I never worry. You show me a man who worries, and I'll show you a man who... who... who put out the lights. Oh.
1: <laughs> hey, well, what's the matter, Riley? Didn't
2: you pay your bill? Oh, stop kidding, Monaghan. This always happens. That that, that that company uses cheap electricity.
3: Well, it's so dark in here.
2: Well, sit still, everybody. I'll just light a candle and...
3: But, Riley, that's the only candle in the house, and the stores are all closed by now. How am I going to serve dinner?
1: Yeah, call up the electric company, Riley.
2: Call them? I'll sue him, that's what. If they get away with this, it'll be over my dead body.
1: I knew this was the right house. Who's that? Oh, it's you. Yes, it is I. Digby O'Dell, the friendly undertaker. Uh, oh, hello, digger. I was passing by and I saw a candle burning, so naturally I rushed right in. But
2: yeah, we, we were talking and suddenly everything went black.
1: It can happen to anyone, believe me.
2: Hey, Monaghan, you remember Digger O'Dell from Brooklyn? Yeah,
1: sure I do. Hiya, O'Dell. Greetings, Monaghan. You're looking fine. Very natural. (laughs) Visiting, I presume. Well, as a matter of fact, O'Dell, wife and I are thinking of making California a permanent home. I know so many who have done that. (laughs) Continue, Monaghan Well, we were just kind of looking over the ground I'll be glad to help you if you care to go into it deeper <laughs> I dabble in real estate, you see uh,
2: Digger, uh, can I see you a minute uh, out on the porch?
1: Yes, of course Excuse me, all Well, Riley Digger,
2: what am I going to do? i got to get him supper
1: Can I help? Is the table laid out?
2: <laughs> uh, we got no lights I, I couldn't pay the bill i got to save my face Why? For Peg's sake, she's humiliated I can't let Monaghan know that Peg married a washout
1: Eureka, I have it Take them to a fine restaurant Splurge on a luxurious dinner Yeah, yeah, that's what I'll do
2: I'll splurge on a... But all I got is five dollars
1: Oh, I'm flat myself, Riley Or I'd be happy to carry you Wait a minute Junior's piggy bank
2: Ain't that a fine boy I got, Digger? He's gonna save my life
1: in that case, you won't need me. Well, cheerio. I'd better be shoveling off. So long, Digger.
2: I, uh, I got a swell idea, folks. Oh, that's fine. Let's all go out for supper, huh? Come on, Monaghan. I'm taking everybody to Luigi's Grotto. Do it That sounds Oh, just a second. Junior, Papa wants to talk to you alone. Folks, Luigi's Grotto. May not look like much, but wait till
1: you taste those cheeseburgers. Uh, Wait a minute, Riley. That place isn't open. It
2: ain't open?
3: There's a sign in the window Closed by order of the Board of Hell.
2: Oh, Mother, well, that's the wrong place. We, we oh, there's the place I met across the street. Oh, La
3: Parisienne, yeah. French food. Oh huh? well, let's get going. All uh, right. Uh, careful crossing the street, folks. Babs, you and you, Junior, stay with Monahan's. I will, Mother.
2: <sighs> Riley, that restaurant. It looks so expensive. Well, I'll show that Monahan I ain't no piker.
3: But I thought all you had was five dollars.
2: And eight dollars in Junior's piggy bank. See, the Monahan's can be thirteen bucks.
3: But what about us?
2: Us? Well, we ain't hungry. Are we?
3: No, dear.
2: Thanks, Peggy. Say, it's a real smart place, Riley. You eat here much? Well, you know me. Nothing but the best. Let's all sit here in the back where we can... Uh, <clears throat> where we can face the music. I'll order for everybody,
4: huh? Riley, Riley,
3: these prices. Just look at the menu. Uh,
2: oh, Oysters de la Paris, three dollars. Lobster Frank, Casey, $4.00. Oh. You wish to order, monsieur? Oh, no, but I guess we got to. Uh, we'll have the complete Chinese dinner. Chinese? I'm sorry, monsieur. We are French. Oh, too bad. Well, let's go. Huh? Riley. You... <laughs> okay. Did you find something you like, Peggy?
3: Well, I'm on a diet. I'll just have a sandwich. Uh, watercress. That's you. Uh, I'll have the same, mother. Uh,
1: that's $2.00.
3: Don't worry, dear. The Monahans couldn't possibly eat $11.00.
1: You know, I'm not very hungry. Oh, you're safe. Yeah. Uh, Just give me a broiled lobster, waiter.
2: Oh, that's six bucks shot.
1: And one for my wife. Ten dollars, and
2: I only have 13.
1: Yo, a vegetable come with that. Oui, monsieur. Ten bucks. And one order of asparagus. Eleven bucks. Yo, make that two. Twelve bucks. And uh, one French pastry. Twelve
2: eighty. Twelve eighty. Twelve eighty. And that's all. (sighs) We still got 20 cents for a tip, Yo, two cups of coffee. Bingo! they go, Pop. Boy, what a swell car mister monahan Monaghan's got. I wish we had a...
3: Shut up, Junior.
2: What'd I say? Oh. Ah, who wants a car?
3: Sit down, Riley. Let's sit here on the porch, just you and I.
2: Uh, well, well, go on, say it, Peg. Go on, say what you're thinking.
3: What am I thinking? That you
2: should have married him, Monahan.
3: Oh, Chester Riley, how can you even think such a thing? Oh. Just because things went wrong tonight you...
2: Tonight, things have been going wrong since the day we were married For 20 years I've been asleep But tonight on the floor of that restaurant, I woke up On the floor of the restaurant? Well, when you all went to the car, I had to bust Junior's piggy bank, didn't I? Well, it woke me up
3: Now, don't get excited, Tonight Molly. I took
2: a good look at myself and believe me, it was horrible
3: Well, I'm satisfied with you just the way you
2: are Yeah, well, I'm not If Monaghan can make good, so can I You'll see. You won't be ashamed of me. I'm
3: not ashamed of you, darling. Believe me, I'm perfectly happy. Well, don't
2: worry. I'm going to change all that.
0: In a few moments, we'll bring you Act Two of The Life of Riley. Who's in the spotlight tonight, Livia?
3: Someone who certainly belongs there, Mr. Keeley. Joan Crawford. In Warner Brothers' The Damn Don't Cry, she's terrific.
0: Yes, Joan, as an international glamour queen, looks and acts the part. It's melodrama with a capital M.
3: With emphasis on the feminine angle. I guess Joan meets as many emotional situations as most women do in a lifetime.
0: She has a chance to put over some romantic drama, too. David Bryan, her gangster boss, is determined to make her a great lady. And some of her best scenes show Joan's strenuous efforts to oblige.
3: <laughs> well, Joan enjoyed that chance to make us laugh. And the wardrobe she wears, madame, don't cry Permanent fans will sigh over that, Mr. Keeley There's everything from glittering evening gowns to the latest in swimsuits
0: Well, she's the girl to wear beautiful clothes Joan has real style and distinction
3: Real beauty, too She's the cameraman's joy with her finely cut features and fresh, lovely skin
1: You can't help noticing that lovely luxe complexion of hers in the close-up.
3: Yes, John Joan Crawford has been a luxe girl for years She never skips her daily Lux soap facials.
1: A famous screen star can't take chances with complexion beauty. Those Lux soap facials are quick and easy, but they really work. Skin specialists have proved it. In recent tests, actually three out of four complexions improved in a short time.
3: Smart women everywhere use this gentle white soap. They smooth the creamy lather in well, rinse, pat with a soft towel to dry. That rich, active lather really does things for the skin. Leaves it softer, smoother, looking so fresh.
1: Yes, and here's a tip for any woman who wants a lovelier complexion. Next time you shop, stock up on Hollywood's own beauty soap. Discover for yourself why nine out of ten screen stars use fragrant white Lux toilet soap. Now, our producer, Mr. William Keeling.
0: Act two of The Life of Riley, starring William Bendix as Riley, Rosemary DeCamp as Peg, Richard Long as Jeff... And Meg Randall as Babs. Chester A. Riley is through being a failure. Come what may, he's determined to be a success. And as part of his campaign, Riley's become chairman of the factory's annual picnic at the beach.
3: Hiya, Mom. Hiya, Babs. Here, have an oyster. A what? Oysters. Pop's over there at the barbecue. He's roasting thousands of them. Oh, poor Daddy. He's working so hard. For six weeks, he hasn't stopped. Overtime every night, and now this picnic. Hey, Mom, you ought to see the swell speedboat down there at the dock. Speedboat? You know whose it is? Bert Stevenson. Oh, the boss's son. Hey, Babs, why don't you start going out with Bert Stevenson again? He used to go out with him all the time. Well, you talk about something else. Bert Stevenson bores me. Well, Jeff Taylor bores me. Oh, Mother. She's in love with the landlady's nephew. Jeff Taylor, M.D., mopey dope. Mother, may I slap him? No, dear, you might loosen his braces.
1: How you doing, Bert? Well, that's some speedboat. Norman. Glad to see me, kid. Well, wh- what are you doing here? Looking for you. Don't tell me I'm not welcome here. Now, listen, my father's around here someplace. If he finds out I'm in a jam... You're in no jam, but all you gotta do is pay the 23 grand us. Of course, if you don't pay... But I've told you, I'm broke. Betting on racehorses is a very expensive hobby. How about that dough your grandfather left you? It's in a trust fund, you know that. I can't collect until I get married. When is the wedding? Quit your kidding, will you, Norman? Who am I gonna marry? The will says it's got to be someone my father, okay. That's your problem, see. And if I was you, I'd start working on it right away. Have fun, kid.
4: Daddy, Daddy, is that you?
3: <coughs> Who is it? Uh, oh, is it Betsy? Well, come out of the
4: smoke. Say, that's quite a barbecue there. <coughs> Where are you? Oh.
2: Oh hello, Betsy. I'm getting barbecued lungs.
4: <laughs> well, you better
3: take it easy for a while.
2: Oh, I, I can't, Benz. I got to keep the folks happy. I got to become the most popular guy in the plant. Besides that, your I... boss here he comes, Daddy. Oh. Well, hello there, Riley. Oh, uh, hello,
1: Mr. Stevenson. Well, well, and Barbara. My what a pretty young lady you've grown into. Uh, well,
3: thank you.
1: Now why doesn't my son Bert go around with a girl like you? Oh, uh, have a hamburger, boss. <laughs> Not with my ulcer. You know, Riley, you're a lucky man. You don't have an ulcer.
2: Oh, I can't afford one, boss. Not on my salary.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Very amusing, Riley. Very amusing.
2: You see, boss, I... Never said a word about how hard I'm working. What an ungrate. Hey, Babs, you busy? Oh, no. But that's Bert, the boss's son. I was just wondering if you'd like to take a ride in the speedboat. Would she?
3: Why, thank you, Bert. I I just love to.
1: Then why don't you go out with me anymore? Now, you'd think a girl would help her father get ahead at the plant by being nice to the new assistant manager.
3: Well, if you're suggesting that I date any man on that oh, basis... Oh, no, I'm,
1: I'm sorry, Babs. I guess I shouldn't have said that. Just tell me when I can see you again.
3: Well, look, it's just that we have such different interests, Bert. You like horse racing and nightclubs oh, and all... Oh, but I've it...
1: changed. I've, I've quit all that, Babs. I'm the level.
3: Well, that's, that's fine, Bert. Oh,
1: you don't know me anymore. I've settled down. Why, I've even been thinking of getting married
3: married. why not?
1: The sooner the better.
3: Bert, don't you think we'd better head back to the boat dock?
1: Sure, Bab, sure. Anything you say.
3: That's it, Riley. You just stretch out under the umbrella, dear. You must be worn out. Uh,
2: Seven hours I've been frying over that barbecue peg. Hmm. And for what? That Stevenson don't even know I'm alive. Mind you show him your birth certificate? Oh, hello, Gillis. Where you been? Enjoying the sunshine, pal, while suckers like you do all the work. <laughs> yeah, sucker is right. The big boys don't appreciate nothing.
3: Look, dear, I've been thinking, if Mr. Stevenson won't come to you, why don't you go to him?
2: That's a waste of time, Peg. Only one way to get ahead,
3: pull. You may be right, Killer, but we can still hope. Nah, nice guys like Riley and me, we're
2: hopeless. Who's hopeless? I'm going to Stevenson right now. I'm through being pushed around. I'm going to demand a promotion, and I won't take no for an answer.
4: Good luck, dear.
1: But, Riley, give me a chance to tell you.
2: Boss, I've been with you ten years. I've seen other guys getting raises and promotions, and I never squawked. Now the time has come for me to get
1: promoted. Calm I wanna... down, Riley. Calm down. I am going to promote you. Excuses. Always excuses. <laughs> don't I deserve a break? Starting January 1st,
2: you're a foreman. Okay, Mr. Stevenson, if that's your attitude, okay. From now on, I'm... I'm. I'm foreman? (laughs) Boss, did you say foreman? Starting January 1st. Me? No. Me? No. Oh, thanks, boss, thanks. I'm the happiest. Hey! Hey! Peg, you should have seen me there on the beach. I knocked Stevenson for a ghoul. You should have seen me—the the way I talked them into a promotion.
3: Only oh, it's just wonderful, darling. Only it isn't for quite a while yet, and anything might happen. Oh,
2: nothing's going to happen—not this time. I'm on my way to the big dough at last. And w- hey, hey! With all the excitement, I forgot to pay Bogle the rent. Do you, you think she forgot? Mother, all...
3: um, where's the shampoo? I've looked everywhere. Oh, I'll find it, dear. Uh, meanwhile, you run next door with the rent, will you, Babs? Here, here's the money for Miss Bogle. Me? Oh, I'd. Ra- hmm. Oh. Well, all right.
4: Ah, oh,
2: that's a great girl we got there. You know, Peg, after she's out of college, I'm going to send her to finishing school and really finish her.
4: <laughs>
1: Come in. Good, good evening. Oh, hello.
3: May I see your aunt, please?
1: Well, I, I, I'm sorry, Bab. she's not home.
3: Oh, well, my mother sent me over the rent. I hope I'm not disturbing you.
1: Oh, oh no, I, I was just reading and shaving.
3: Oh, an electric razor. I gave my father one of those for Christmas. He says they're no good.
1: Oh, well, you, you've gotten how to use them. Here, see, see my face?
3: Yeah, well, it looks very smooth from here. Oh,
1: well, well feel it. Uh, uh, you, you can tell your father.
3: Oh. Oh, well, it is smooth. Huh. It's smooth as mine.
1: Really? Oh, I don't know.
3: Well, feel it.
4: Oh.
1: It's... <laughs> It sure is smooth, all right. Uh, Babs.
3: Yes, Jeff?
1: You, you're a very unusual girl.
3: Oh, lots of girls have smooth cheeks.
1: Yeah, but what what, what I mean is, well, lately I'm finding it very hard to concentrate on my studies. Really? I mean, I mean I've mean, i known other girls, but, and they were all right, but I, I, I never felt about them the way I feel about you, and I, I sure is smooth, all right. <laughs> Babs. Would you resent it if I...
3: Why, Jeff, you just kissed me.
1: Yeah, let's do it again.
3: I think I'd better go home.
1: Yes, maybe you'd better.
3: The rent's paid, Mother. I think... Oh, thank you, dear. Ask Junior about the shampoo. Oh, it's all right, Mother. I'm not really hungry.
1: <laughs> over, Aunt Martha, with the rent money.
4: Oh, thanks, dear. Well, I, um, uh, I bought something while I was downtown.
1: Oh? Oh, it looks like a sign. This house for sale. Oh,
4: not this house, Jeff. The one next door. The
1: Riley's house? Oh, but you can't do that
4: Oh, I'm sure they'll find another place Oh,
1: but you know this city They'll be out in the street Aunt Martha, you can't just But
4: maybe he'll buy it Honestly, dear, I need the cash And I... Oh, well, I guess I better phone and tell Mr. Riley
2: Maybe General Manager Pegg And then I'll start buying up stock Aren't you
4: moving a little fast, dear?
2: Ah, you ain't seen nothing yet, Dumplin' We're through living like this We may even move out of this house any minute now I'll get it, Dumplin' probably Gillis trying to play up to me on account of my promotion. Hello? Now listen to me, baboon face. I ain't gonna... Oh! Oh! Oh, oh Miss Bogle. <laughs> well, good evening, Miss Bogle. Huh? You what? Sell my house? No. But you... No, no, you you, you can't. M- my house. But you... Perhaps! Perhaps!
3: That's all there is to it, Jeff. Daddy can't buy the house. Your aunt's asking $1,500 down, and, well, Daddy just can't raise the money. He's tried everywhere. See, if
1: there was only something I could do, Babs.
3: Well, it's all right, Jeff. It'll work out somehow. There's just one thing left.
1: Huh? What do you mean?
3: Oh, nothing, Jeff. Nothing at all. Well, I... I guess I'd better go in.
1: I... I love you, Babs.
3: Do you, Jeff? I love you. Goodbye.
1: Goodbye? Goodbye. Hey, wait a minute. The way you just said that, you don't mean goodbye like that.
3: Well, I... I don't know what I mean, sir. Riley? Oh, where have you been, dear?
2: It don't matter, Dumplin'. I didn't get the money. Oh, hello, Digger. Greetings, Riley.
3: Guess what, dear? Mr. O'Dell volunteered to store our furniture till we find a place.
1: Always glad to give my fellow man the lift. I brought some of my employees along. We'll begin in the bedroom, gentlemen, as usual. I pride myself. These are the fastest six ball-bearers in town.
3: Don't worry, dear.
2: Something... Don't worry, she says. And you. You, my own wife. What are you doing on Sidney Monaghan's chest? What on earth are you talking about? I just saw Monaghan. I went to his hotel. He was in the swimming pool. And there you are, all over his chest. You mean his
3: tattoo? Don't deny it. Sidney loves Peggy. I can read. Riley, Sidney had that tattooed on his chest 20 years ago at Coney Island. I can't help what that big simpleton did. When I married you, you had a mermaid tattooed on your back. At least I had the decency to put your face on it. (laughs) You went to Sidney and you asked him to loan you the $1,500?
2: Yes, and he said no. He said it would bust up our beautiful friendship. Even when I told him I hated him, he still wouldn't loan it to me.
1: Step lively, gentlemen. What's
2: he doing? Put that down. Put down my bedroom carpet.
1: Now, now, Riley. Be brave. Put
2: that down and get out
1: before I throw you out. Well, man alive, if you'll pardon the expression.
2: Oh, that skunk, Monaghan. Oh, how I wish I had his doll.
1: Never envy anyone. In my profession, we have a sea. The grass is always greener on the other fellow. <laughs> Well, you Come, gentlemen.
2: Come. I ain't washed up yet, Peg. They think they got me cornered like a rat, but I'm one rat that won't be cornered. Riley,
3: lie down now. Try to rest. Nobody's going to
2: throw my family out in the street. I'd rather see you starve. I've got some pride, you know. Gee, Pop, who's starving? Oh, it's you, Junior. A fine father you got. You're a good father. You're no judge. After all, you've only had one father. (laughs) A father is supposed to make his family happy. We're happy. We're happy. Well, maybe you're happy, but I'm not. And I'm entitled to a little happiness, too. All I need is $1,500. I got it. I got it, Peg. Oh, why didn't I think of this before?
3: Riley, what are you looking it's for? It's here on
2: the desk. I seen it here. Peg, I'll kill myself. Oh! Where is it? Riley, no. No, Junior, do something, will you? Don't let Gun. I'm not looking for the gun My insurance policy Oh, Riley, oh There There, you see In case of death The company pays $5,000 We're rich Our troubles are over Riley, please Will you listen to me Well, everybody's Got to die sometime It'll take us a little while To get used to the idea Of me being dead But after that but... Riley residents! Mr. Riley is dead. <laughs> oh, Peg, this is my lucky day. From here on, I'm pe- I'll be in Clover. Polly, you're hysterical. I when know you, just... you love me, Dublin, and I love you, but don't take it so hard. Be happy. This insurance will fix everything. But they
3: canceled the policy when you missed the last three payments. I know, and
2: if I hadn't sacrificed to make those payments, where would I be today? Where would I... Where... Peg. Peg, where am I?
3: The insurance policy's worthless, dear. Peg. Yes, dear. Peg. What is it, darling?
2: I want to tell you something. Nobody knows this, but I've got to tell somebody.
4: What, dear? I'm a (laughs) failure.
3: Hello? Who?
2: Oh, yeah, just a minute, please. Pop, it's the plant, Bert Stevenson. Bert Ste. Bert. Peg. I'm fired for taking the day day off today. I'm fired. You
3: better speak to him, Riley.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Hello? Bert, well, you can't fire me because I quit. What? New job. $150 a week. Oh, Bert. Bert, I I don't know how to thank you. Yes, Bert. Yes, tomorrow. I'm promoted. Peg, I'm promoted. You're foreman, Pop, already? Foreman? I'm an executive A hundred and fifty a week Darling, I just can't believe it I can't believe it. No,
3: thank, no, not cry I can't stand people
1: <laughs> <laughs> Well, you heard me, Babs Your father's now coordinator Of interplant relations hundred and fifty dollars a week Happy?
3: Oh, Bert, I, I just don't know How I could ever thank you
1: Don't try But uh, how about another date Tonight
3: Oh, yes, Bert Of course.
1: That's fine. Hiya, Blake. Oh, uh, I didn't know you was tied up. Oh, it's all right. I'm I'm just leaving. I'll uh, I'll see you tonight, Babs. Well, I just promoted Riley. And the dame's grateful, huh? She appreciates what you've done for her old man. Now, look here, Norman. My father's out of town, and if he gets sore about this... Why should he get sore? Not when you tell him he's getting such a high-type, respectable daughter-in-law. But how do I know Babs will marry me? You still owe us 23,000 bucks. You persuade her, chum. You'll persuade her.
0: In a few moments, we'll return with Act Three of The Life of Riley. Of our guest tonight, it can be said, hometown girl makes good. For Miss Leslie Banning, a native of Hollywood, has just signed a contract with Universal International. Congratulations, Leslie.
3: Thank you, Mr. Keely. You know, it's thrilling to be in pictures at last. Now I can look at them with a professional eye and really appreciate a fine acting job. I'm thinking of the picture I've just seen, Winchester 73.
0: That's an intriguing title. It's really the story of a perfect rifle and the part it plays in a pioneer drama.
3: With the help of that wonderful rifle, Jimmy Stewart triumphs over the villain, played by Stephen McNally. And goes on to win the girl, Shelley Winters.
0: Winchester 73 is Shelley's first Western. Uh, you know Jimmy Stewart told me he thinks all actors should make one Western a year. It's good for the morale.
3: Well, morale is what you have to have, Mr. Keeley. The picture was filmed near Tucson. And, well, Shelley Winters rode horseback day after day in the desert heat and dust.
1: Being a luxe girl, I'll bet she took along plenty of her favorite beauty soap.
3: Yes, Mr. Kennedy. You know, she's devoted to that big bath size cake. She really looked forward to her Lux soap bath after a day on location.
1: Well, she couldn't have a more luxurious bath soap. It gives such rich, abundant lather, even in the hardest water.
3: Wonderful, creamy, active lather that leaves you so refreshed. And the perfume is delightful. It leaves a delicate, clinging fragrance on the skin.
1: Yes, for lovelier arms and shoulders, for softer, smoother skin, smart women everywhere use this generous, satin-smooth bath cake. So next time you shop, stock up on Lux Toilet Soap in the big bath size. Find out for yourself why nine out of ten screen stars use fragrant white Lux Toilet Soap for all over Luxe loveliness. Thank you, Miss Leslie Banning, for being with us tonight. We pause now for station identification. This is CBS, the Columbia Broadcasting System. <laughs>
0: The curtain rises on Act Three of The Life of Riley, starring William Bendix as Riley, Rosemary de Camp as Peg, Richard Long as Jeff, and Meg Randall as Babs. It's the following evening. Riley has spent a full day at the plant in his new executive capacity. And he's invited two neighbors for dinner: Miss Bogle, the landlady, and Jeff.
2: And now, folks, now that supper's over. I got a little surprise About uh, buying this house, Miss Vogel, I believe you said $1,500 down.
3: Uh uh Riley, that money, you
2: robbed a bank. Never left my desk all day. Except once I had to go to see the boss. (laughs) He came back from New York unexpected. He said, Riley, my son Bert told me about your promotion and he couldn't have made a wiser choice. He said what, Pop? I am quoting the boss for a boat. And then he said, Chester, you are practically one of the family. And then he gave me the bonus. Bonus? Two thousand smackers!
3: Oh, oh. Mom, you're crying. It's nothing. I just... I, I got the best, kindest, bravest husband there ever was.
2: Oh, Peg. <laughs> you're a lucky woman. <laughs>
1: Gee, Babs, I guess there's never been a happier family.
3: Oh, it's like a dream, Jeff. Just look at them in there. I've never seen Mother so happy, and look at Daddy.
1: Well, he's all set now. His troubles are over.
3: You know, no parents ever made more sacrifices for their children. I wonder how I can ever pay them back.
1: How about giving them a present? Three or four grandchildren? Oh, Jeff. You will marry me, Babs? Of
3: course I will.
1: Oh, it sure is smooth, all right.
3: We'll be married just as soon as you graduate from medical
1: school. Well, that's only six years. I can hardly wait. Babs!
3: May I see you a minute? Why, yes, of course. You better wait here, Jeff.
1: Yeah, but who is he? He's
3: Bert Stevens and the boss's son.
1: I'm sorry to surprise you like this, Babs, but I had to see you right away.
3: Well, won't you come in?
1: Well, I, I don't want your father to know. My father? Well, it's about his promotion. There's liable to be some trouble.
3: Oh, no. Now,
1: now, don't get excited. Let's take a ride someplace where we can talk, huh?
3: Well, if you think it's necessary.
1: It's necessary, Babs.
2: All along on the porch, Jeff, huh? Where's
1: Babs? Oh, uh, she'll she'll be back in a little while, Mr. Riley. (laughs)
2: Loved your flat, huh? (laughs) Well, that's the way it is with love. You two will have plenty of quarrels before you finally split up. (laughs) Well, come on, kid. Let's get in the
3: house, huh? Defend yourself, Riley. I was just telling Miss Bogle how you proposed to me. Oh, yeah. The funny thing, Miss Bogle, Peg almost married Sidney
2: Monahan. Oh, I did not. Oh, boy, was I jealous. <laughs> well, you were in love. Out of my mind. So all of a sudden I said, why wait, Chester? You might lose her. So I rushed into her room in and I said, Mr. Parker, I love your daughter and I want to marry her, and you're not going to stop me.
3: Pa, now, if you want the accurate version of all this. And I'll then
2: be... he said, Okay, marry her. He was drunk, you see. He didn't know what he was saying. Oh, okay. <laughs> Riley. That's why I always say when two people are in love, there's only one way to put a stop to it. Get married. <laughs> Mr. Riley, I love Babs and I want to marry her tonight. Well, I'm sorry, son. She's out for a little...
1: <laughs> what did you say?
4: He wants to marry her. Well, you'll do nothing of the kind. You better go home, Jeff.
1: Mr. Riley, I love Babs and I want to marry her. All
2: right? Uh, All right. Well, well, yes, yes it's, it's all right with me, son now, oh. now, you go back in my room and cool off, huh? We'll we talk it over when Babs gets here, huh? Thank
3: you uh, You said all right Well, sure Chester, I... Now,
2: Peg I'm speechless Well, Peg, I was only trying... I'm speechless Peg, the thing Babs is... absolutely speechless I know you're speechless, but let me get a word in sideways <laughs> I'm using psychology What kind of psychology is that? Well, if I turn him down, he gets sore, see? And Babs gets the idea that I'm trying to run her life so I say yes to him And then when Babs gets here She turns him down I know Babs
3: Is that so? My father tried to use psychology on me But I married you
2: Well, Babs ain't gonna make The same stupid mistake you did <laughs> now, calm down, everybody Just wait till she gets home
1: That's the whole story, Babs you're not angry with me, are you?
3: Oh, Bert, how could you possibly tell your father we're going to be married? I had
1: to. That was the only way I could get him to okay your father's promotion. Oh, well,
3: uh, if my father loses this job, he'll just never get over it.
1: Then marry me, Babs. I'll be good to you. I, I, I promise.
3: But I, I don't love you. But
1: don't you see? It'll solve everything for everybody.
3: Well, give me a few minutes, Bert. Please let me try to think. Sure,
1: honey. Sure. <laughs>
4: is going to be a doctor, Mr. Riley. I've got nothing against his marrying your daughter, but he can't get married until after he starts to practice. Well, he ain't going to practice on my daughter. She's here. Babs is here. Well, sure.
3: Mother, Daddy, I... Yes, dear? I'm getting married.
2: Married? She's drunk like your father. Oh.
3: Well, I forbid it. Darling, you
2: can't be serious. Well, why not? What's wrong with getting married. You're not getting married. My head's made up. Daddy, don't shout. He'll hear you. He's right out on the porch. He's supposed to be in my room. How did he get out on the porch? Hello, Dad. Hello, Bert. Where's Jeff? Right.
1: Dad?
3: Dad? Me? I tried to tell you, Daddy. I'm marrying Bert.
1: Well, aren't you going to congratulate me? Well, yeah, 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 yeah. Sure. Mother.
3: Huh? And, and Grandma. No, no, no. That's the landlady.
1: <laughs> Babs, I thought I heard you, honey. Listen, tell him, tell him you want to marry you, marry me. Your father said it was all right. Well, right, take it back. What?
4: She's marrying him, Jeff.
3: Him? Babs, you don't mean. Jeff, please try to understand, and we'll 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 always be friends. I don't want to be
1: friends.
4: I want to be married. Oh, Jeff, wait a minute. Wait,
1: me. Well, I don't know what that was all about, Mr. Riley. No, but it's okay, Bert. They're going. Oh, good. Then we can tell you all about our plans. Babs and I are going to be married on Sunday. Sunday? Yes, at our place, Mrs. Riley. And after the honeymoon...
3: just can't believe it. My little baby going on a honeymoon.
1: (laughs) Honeymoon?
2: Well, uh, in that case, I consent to the marriage.
3: (laughs) Oh, Babs, you look beautiful, darling. Just beautiful. Well, isn't it almost time to go downstairs, Mother? No, this time. Babs, now, I promise I wouldn't say this again, but in a few minutes you'll be married and then it'll be too late. Mother, please, I've told you over and over again. I am happy, but... And now you and Daddy can get some fun out of life now that he's a successful success, as he calls it. (laughs) I just hope it doesn't go to his head. Where is he, Mother? Daddy? Oh, he's downstairs, darling, talking to some of Mr. Stevenson's rich friends. Oh, dear, I hope he doesn't go.
1: And, uh, this is Mrs. Vandermeer, Mr. Riley. Mrs. Vandermeer, the father of the bride.
2: Oh, charmed. Oh, pardon my glove. Oh, pardon my bare head. Uh, w- would you like to park the body? I'll get you a chair. Oh, oh, thank you. Uh, you interest me, Mr. Riley. Is it true that that you're an ordinary workman. One would never tell you by yourself off there. Oh, well, I, I didn't have time to buy a new one. I rented it from Digger <laughs> O'Dell. <laughs>
1: well, here's a cozy little group. I see you all know my good friend, Mr. Riley.
2: Yeah, boss. They've been having the pleasure.
1: Mr. Uh, Riley's the most efficient and popular man in my organization. My only regret is I didn't make him an executive years ago. Well, thank you,
2: Carl. Thank you. Uh, you seem warm, Mrs. Vandermeer. Would you like a beer? <laughs> oh! No, thank you. Uh, uh Riley, uh, isn't that your friend Gillis over there? Gillis? Oh, yeah, g- g- excuse me, boss. Gillis! Gillis! Gillis, you did come. And look who else? Moe and Muley. Well, gee, after the way you fellas have been giving me the cold shoulder, I thought you wasn't going to show. So, I...
1: Well... What's the matter? Uh, he's asking for it, Gillis.
2: Well, what did I do? Gillis talked to me. We're wise to you, Riley. Some foul ball you turn out to be. Okay, I admit I done it. But what did I do? You got promoted, didn't you? You're a phony. So, so that's it. You're jealous because I made good. Oh,
1: made good. You traded your own daughter for a big job, Riley. And don't you deny it. Gillis,
2: you'd think that I would... That my daughter... Oh, no. No, you're you're kidding. Say you're only kidding. Look at you. You got guilty written all over your face. G-I-L-T-Y, guilty. No. No, wait a minute. So that's what you think of me. Me, your best friend, Mr. Riley, huh? The big executive, huh? Nothing to do but draw your pay What power have you got? I'll tell you, no power. I got no power, huh? Well, you'll see whether I got no power, Mr. Gillis. You're fired. Okay. And our friendship is finished. It's canceled. You and me is all through. Right? Right. And I'm leaving here, right after the each. No more pals No more pals Jeez. Enemies You hate me and I hate
1: you <laughs> It's a deal Jake Jake uh, Not that I care to interrupt Mr. Riley But some fellas over there behind the bush Jeff stick That's around. Jeff Hey Jeff. Hey, What are you doing here? I want to see Babs Mr. Riley
2: Well not that you're not welcome But you can't see her now She's getting married in a few minutes Listen you can't She can't marry him Mr. Riley You can't let her I know son I know you got a broken heart But you can paste it up
1: But she doesn't love him Listen, it's got something to do with your promotion.
2: That night on the porch...
1: I've had enough of this.
2: Everybody's sore because a guy gets ahead. Gillis put you up to this. Who's Gillis?
1: Oh, it's all right, Mr. Riley. I won't make any trouble. Well, okay. I just want to see Babs make a fool of herself. Well, that's better. Now you're talking sense.
2: Hey, 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 Riley! Sydney Monaghan, my best... Friend, Sydney, Sidney,
1: darling you yeah. pal, thanks for the invitation oh. oh, congratulations, Mr. Riley I hope your daughter will be very happy
2: Oh, you bet she will, Mrs. Monaghan uh, Clever
1: operation, Riley Marrying your kid into all this dough <laughs> You're set for life Sidney
2: You too You've been talking to Gillis Who's Gillis? My new job's got nothing to do with Babs getting
3: married Have you got that? Oh,
1: sure, sure, I get it, pal He don't believe it
3: Nobody believes it. Oh, don't mind him, Mr. Riley. He's the last one who should talk. Why, he hasn't worked a day since I married him. But, baby... And he's lost all my money with his idiotic scheme. Oh,
1: Slammy, stop. You know how high-strung I am. Stop or I'll kill myself. When?
2: <laughs> what a You phony. I should have known. And it was all on account of you that I got successful, you double-crosser. Mr. Burt
1: Stevenson, plays. Mr. Burt Stevenson... Yeah.
2: Watson, him, son. I'm from the railroad office. I've got some train tickets for him. Well, Mr. Stevens is in the house putting on his trousseau. I'll take it. Uh, <laughs> if you'll just sign here. Huh? Oh, yeah, okay. There you are. Thanks. At least no one can say that I'm a phony. I still got my pride. Us Riley's marry for love. My Babs is crazy about Bert. Let's see. Oh, railroad tickets. <laughs> Mr. Bert Stevenson, bedroom G, car 188. Mrs. Bert Stevenson, bedroom F, car 201 separate rooms. Oh, that bird. What a spender. When Peg and me went on our honeymoon, we only had one upper...
4: Oh, Oh,
2: what a revolting development this is. Riley,
4: what's
3: the matter, dear?
0: Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue. All in the Kroger app.